With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over the airwaves, you're listening to J.C. Hawks Radio. Well, hello and welcome to J.C. Hawks Radio, part of the J.C. Hawks Sports Network. Today is Monday, July 31st, 2017, and I am your host, J.C. Hawks. Today on the show, originally we were going to have Nate Lewis of U.S. Sports Radio talking about what players should be doing off-season in order to prepare them for next season. Nate will be joining us next week, but today we're going to have a special clip on the uh, before the WFA was the WFA. I had Jeff King on my show, and we did an interview. So this is this uh, clip is going to be from December twenty first, two thousand eight, and the WFA had their inaugural season, April two thousand and nine. But before we play that clip, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at JC at jchawks.com, or you can call me at area code 916-238-5010. The chat room won't be open tonight since this is a pre-record, but if you'd like to contact me on Twitter, it's jc underscore hawks. The clip that I'm playing is about 54 minutes, so I'll be back right after the clip. Well, you know, we were, we were happy and we were uh, getting ready to pound out a schedule we had came up with you know a solution for our uh small central at the time and then i I just geez right on right before we were going to announce something we received a couple of phone calls from a couple of teams and then the following day from the from the nwfa president and we kind of got you know grandfathered over um a big number of teams so yeah we've been busy spending time talking to everybody and letting everybody get to know me and you know so they could feel comfortable with this move and it's been I could tell you you know as a whole um, the owners that that had to you know had to come over because of the changes or whatever in the NWFA have been they've been great they've been a pleasure to work with um, very open-minded with you know everything and it's it I think everything's going to work out uh, just fine for us we're going to be a little bit busy here uh, figuring out, um, you know, the, doing the schedule, adding some stuff, some teams into some other areas that we thought we were already done with. So, but, you know, it, it's a blessing. It's, I think it's a blessing for for our teams. It's a blessing for their teams also because now uh, travel is really going to be uh, minimal and it's going to be a very strong, uh, every division is very strong. And, you know, the quarterfinals are going to be some in, in within the same region. So it's just going to, 
it's going to make it a lot more cost effective for everybody, and uh, I'm really excited for everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking back, you know, when you first came on the show in August, you know, you had some teams that were in the league, and they didn't want to make it official just yet, so you were respecting them, and every month. When did it start coming together for you? Well, I would say, I was thinking, you know, in looking back, my I'm, my head is so scrambled from, from dealing with all these teams and everything, but I think, you know, around September, we really saw, you know, um, a, a good group of teams that were interested to, to come in and, and really make the move. And, you know, there, there was a few teams that we had to kind of tell them, you know, we didn't know if we had a, a place for them to play at the time that, that ended up staying in the NWFA and, and then, of course, are now going to be in our league, um, you know, because some teams didn't want to be announced uh, too early and too soon. So, you know, I think we, we, we had the feeling that we were going to be in the 20s you know, in September, but then slowly, um, as we got, you know, into October, you know, all that got clarified, and, um, you know, I think we've pretty much been a solid 20 since then, and, and November was when we had kind of caught wind that there might be some teams that, you know, that were still interested to come over, so we delayed the schedule, kept the door open, so to speak, for a little while, so, but it's been... You know, it's been ongoing since July, really, to be honest with you. We, you know, we've had contact, well, July 27th is when we first sent out the, the email feelers, and we never really contacted anyone that didn't, that didn't reply back to us by email and show interest. So there has been 26, 27 teams, you know, from the very beginning who have been interested, and so, you know, it's, I'd say it's been go- ongoing the whole time, and I, um, at this point, I think it's safe to say that we've, We've got in everybody and anybody who's, you know, out there and, and not in a league. We, we've got them in at this time, and I don't think we'll be making any more additions. We'll just actually be uh, starting to move forward, and, and I'll be able to start doing some work for for the teams, you know, and, and start and go after some, some major sponsors and, and um, kind of finalizing our uh, – you know, the finalizing of our bylaws and, and actually our playoff structure. So it's, it's exciting at this point. Once we get through the schedule and we get, you know, get all the, make sure all the teams have, can get those dates and, you know, because it's a lot, it's a lot to deal with because it's just not one, it's not just one division, it's every division and every team has to check, make sure they get the stadiums and sometimes athletic directors make promises and then, you know, something comes up, and so things have to be changed. So, I think it's awesome now that we've, we, you know, we've kind of grandfathered the new teams in. But it's going to be a one more big mountain to climb as far as finalizing the schedule. Then I think it's going to be just smooth sailing from from here on out, and and going out there and and uh, fighting for some for some help for our owners, and which can then trickle down and and you know. Help our help the players out that are in the WFA. So it's been a lot of work, but it's been worth it. You know, it, this is it's it's very rewarding to to be in contact with with these teams and to have them, you know, just kind of kind of praise us, so to speak, and tell us, you know, thank you and what a good job and how it's going to make it a lot more feasible for them to, to to run their program and take the pressure off, especially at this time that we're in such a bad economy. So. You know, it, it's 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 a lot dealing with a bunch of different personalities, and and 
you know, wanting to be open with everyone and fair with everyone, you know, it's kind of, it made it harder to, to really get everything ironed out instead of just being, you know, the, the dictator who was cut and dry and this is how it is. But, you know, it, I'm glad that I was like this. I'm glad I, you know, really didn't give up. I didn't fall under all the pressure from, you know, from the slander and made-up stories and everybody challenging my integrity and so it's just worth it you know I've, I've I just really do I've always felt blessed but it's just you know this is just reassuring that I'm doing the right thing now that we have you know we, we had 22 good owners and now we're up you know we're upwards of 36 teams and 36 great owners so it's it's really uh, or I should say ownership groups because there's not some of the teams are not individual owned but it's it's just been really been awesome. I just cannot wait to get to the things that I'm good at, you know, taking care of the of the league and, and putting out any fires during the season and, and keep making sure all the games are played and, and you know, marketing our teams and, and giving them exposure. And I, I can't wait to get to the football stuff. You know, it seems like well, even though all this is kind of tied together, but, you know, it's just, it's, I, I'm just not really good at the salesman part. So, you know, I wanted to put a great product out there and a great system for everybody, and I was hoping everyone would just buy in. But, you know, there was a lot of having to kind of sell myself and sell the WFA. But it's, you know, we've, we've now we've came to that point, and now I'm ready. I'm ready to get with the, you know, get the football games being played, get the referees united, and, and, and make this the best league in the country. Hey, Jeff, for people that don't know who the Women's Football Alliance is, you know, they're familiar with the WPFL, the NWSA, and the IWFL. Why did you guys decide to start the Women's Football Alliance? Okay, well, it was a kind of a two reasons were behind it. I, I'm already involved with, with um, you know, a local uh, semi-pro league for the men, which I'm trying to really uh, give opportunities back to, to young men to, to go back to college or go to go to some indoor football leagues or, or just to stay out of trouble. And um, I also run a postseason kind of after league national championship race to to collectively, you know, give a reward for those teams that, that finish their, their league play and play in a championship. So it was time for me to actually move into – either youth football or women's football. And, and the reason why I went to get involved with women's football before we started really doing anything with the youth is because my wife had played a few years with the Los Angeles Amazons, and I was able to travel to, to all the games. And, and originally it was the WPFL and then the NWSA. And, there, you know, I, I, I seen firsthand the... The, the involvement of the fans and the women playing the game, and then and then the cost, you know, and and what was what was being given back to the teams, you know, versus what they were having to 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 pay out. So I I just thought it would be the perfect timing since you you know youth football has a lot of support um, across the country, and they all have parents still supporting them too, whereas you know, the adult men and women are, are on their own. So I just thought it would be a great time to get involved. And I, and I tried to get involved as, uh, as a kind of a copy, you know, of, of what I was doing with, with the MLFA and the men. And that didn't seem to be supported very much by the, 
the heads of state or, you know, the league directors. So we decided to, to go ahead and, and um, put together a proposal for a league and something that would be um, affordable for everybody and, and something that we thought would, would really spark the interest of all the owners and give them an opportunity to to uh, afford to, to have their team and to make it more cost-efficient for the girls to play across the country. So, you know, it ha and it's been, this has not just been, you know, we thought about this during the, the playoffs and we announced it uh, on July 27th. It has been pretty much an effort of research and work and, and how we can do this, uh, you know, throughout the whole season that went by last year, the whole spring. And um, it just seemed to be the time, the time for us to do it, you know. And I just, I really honestly think, I believe at this time in the economy and the way things are, um, you know, it, it just, we, we really couldn't wait any longer. I think the, the, the owners needed us and, and the, the women playing the sport needed us too. Because, you know, in this, day and this, this day and age right now with this economy, you know, it's really hard to, to buy gear and, and to buy football shoes and then to go ahead and pay $1,200, $1,300 to play. And, and, and then the same thing for the owners, you know, to, to pay large amounts of money to, to have a football team. This really makes it tough. You know, it's already a lot of, a lot of effort, a lot of, a lot of free time that you have to put in being away from your family and your friends to, to have a football team and then to have to, you know, to have it be a financial burden too um, is, is difficult. So, you know, in knowing all that and, and being involved and, and being a football guy and, you know, it just, it was just time for us to, to come on board and to, to try to help this level and, and bring all the owners together as many as we could, you know, and, and um, put our ideas out there. And I, and I really just can't, I can't wait for the season to, to run and to go by and, and for teams to get their travel their travel money checks and for us to, you know, have our winner get their free uniforms and, and build their uniform on the GameWare website and, and order their rings. It's just really going to be, it's just really going to be awesome. I think a great reward for, for these women that are out there really pioneering in the sport. So it's, it's just, it's wonderful. Now with the MLFA, the Minor League Football Alliance, that's the men's team. There's what, 160 men's teams? Yeah. About. Yeah. 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 We had grow. We were we were upwards of 187, and then we had to to kind of shell out some penalties for some of the leagues that ended up, you know, kind of saying that they, they would have problems participating in the playoffs. So you know, we were at sometimes we were upwards. We could have been over 200 teams really, but you know, we ended up with. With the teams that are listed, are the teams that actually in leagues that actually participated in our in our national playoffs, and and it's been basically everybody's just on a break at this time. We're getting ready to get started at the end of the you know at the beginning of uh, the year, at the end of this month to start bringing the, bringing some new teams that are interested, some new leagues. We have a new a new structure website. There's a bunch of things that are going to be happening. Uh, new for the men um, come January 1st. So I just it, now, are you going to be partnering, partnering like the men's team, like with the women's team, like it, for field, any, any field? Is there any interest in that? Maybe uh, that was you know that was something that basically um, with with all this work that we've been doing, it, it's kind of been put on the back burner. But it's something that's really that originally we said you know we, we thought would be wonderful that 
that some of the men's teams could form partnerships. I know Kansas City has a partnership with, with the semi-pro team in their area, and I'm not sure what that partnership you know, entails, but um, and I know um, uh, Coach Anthony, you know, he has some connections with some of the semi-pro teams in Southern California, and he might utilize some of those connections for, for stadiums. But, yeah, in, in the process of us, you know, we want to finalize everything. I, I'd say Sam LFA got put on hold for a month because of what, you know, because of the expansion of the WFA. And um, so once we... You know, once we finalize our schedule with the WFA, because that takes precedence on what I'm doing, then we will we will go through our normal uh, stages of, of bringing in new teams and, set, and setting forth our structure for for 2008 with with the MLFA, and that will include um, contact information for teams and leagues um, that are in the same areas of uh, WFA teams. So we, you know, I, I will go and, and, and try to put those people into contact with each other, and then if they, if they can work out a working relationship or, or come up with some, some, uh, some other ideas outside the box that, that I'm giving them, then, you know, that that would be great. So it's nothing, nothing, nothing's going to be mandatory in this first year for for either side, but I, but if, I'm sure if if there's possibilities for them to work together with each other, um, then we'll do so. And you know, I hope. Mm-hmm holds us where or we can get some collective ownership groups that are that are working together and, and really you know really cutting costs as far as stadium rentals are concerned or, or bus travel and certain things like that that they can help themselves with I, I think a lot of the men um, could really you know the men's players can really help the women's teams by coaching um, so there's a lot of things that they can do for each other and work together for, and, and that will be some of the stages that'll be you know, in the, in the brand new process of the 2008 MLFA, that'll be some of the things that we'll will include um, for the men to get involved with, and, and the women are the women's teams are always welcome. You know, to contact me to to have me broker or anything between the teams or what have you. So that's still an idea. It's something that we've we've been battling so hard. You know, to to build the visions and to and to. To you know, take care of our teams that are in, and then with this new expansion, it's just, things are a little bit slow when it comes to that. But that's definitely something that um, you know is going to be in our future for for both our men and our women. I think that can help them both very, you know, very much. So. Now, now the men are being marketed as semi-pro. Are you going to be marketing the women as pro, or is there a reason why you would keep semi-pro or pro different? Well, yeah. Well, the men the men are actually the. The MLFA is the Minor League Football Alliance, so it's, they're, they're being marketed as, as minor league. Um, a lot of times, you know, people like to use semi-pro to, to make it sound a little bit more serious than it is, but in all actuality, you know, you pay to play, and in the best case scenario, you don't, you show up with your gear and you don't have to pay to play. So technically, you know, it's, it's minor league football across the board. We, we would like to... Honestly, in the beginning, and this is something that Lisa and I go back and forth on, and, and she's right, we need to market our teams as amateur teams. We need to not try to go down a path of marketing ourselves as pro teams when we're not pro teams, when we're not paying our girls, when there's not major corporations and, and television rights and funding that, that, that make us pro. I honestly believe, and now 
this is this has changed since I did more and more research. You know, before I thought, hey, you can call yourself pro and that can motivate your players, but you can go in the public and and you can act, you can act like you're amateur to get sponsoring or donations. Um, but but what I really think happens is is if you look at it in the big picture and, and a little bit outside of the box and you look at it as far as nationwide, I don't think that, if, I think if we're acting pro, I think that there's a lot of companies that might feel that, you know, we if we're pro already, then our owners are all independently wealthy and we really don't need the help and the support as, you know, as an amateur association would. So I think it would benefit us a lot if we were to market ourselves as amateur. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, you can still you can still pay your staff, you can still be profitable, you can still prosper um, if you're in the right market, um, just as much as you could if you listed yourself as pro. But across the board, a lot of our owners and our teams are not in those type of markets that that would benefit them. So I think it can only hurt us if we market ourselves as pro. You know, versus um, market ourselves as amateur. I don't think that you know that 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 hurts us in any way. So I, I you know, we we need to clarify that we're going to be a an amateur body of of uh, football in the WFA. And you know, of course, there's um, a few entities out there that can help us and will help us. You know, if we if we are amateur status, and and our women for our women to be involved in the future with international play and sanctioned um, by the governing body of, of international football, you know, we need to be amateur. So I think it's in our best interest collectively across the board, um, you know, to, to label ourselves as, as as amateur football, as minor league football. And I don't think that's a slap in the face for any of the girls. I don't think it's, it's that at all. And, you know, really this year the um, – the MLFA national champion, the Pacific Islanders, um, were a unanimous choice for everybody's national champion. Um, you know, there's a lot of associations that that just kind of put a team, they label a team, and they were, you know, they they were the best champion. So they're, you know, and they were minor league listed as a minor league football team. You know, and they're ranked higher than teams that call themselves semi-pro or or developmental for the pro, so I think it's, I think that's the, I think that's the best for us to, to go by, and I know some of the owners have some, some other thoughts about that, but collectively across the board, and the research that I've done, and, and I really believe that we're more marketable, we're more, it puts us in a, in, a, in a better position to get some help from the powers to be that are out there, you know, if we market ourselves as, as minor league football uh, for women. You know, Jeff, one of the things that I did notice about uh, your league that you had um, said that you didn't mind if your team outside outside the league. What are the guidelines playing out preseason and during the season for each team? I mean, do you have any guidelines? Like I said, if they wanted to play like uh, an international team, let's say. The, the team was going abroad somewhere and they wanted to play an international team or another team in another league. What are your guidelines for that? Well, there is a, now there's some things that's actually changed with, with the International Federation of American Football. So now you have to actually, to play anything internationally, you have to be 
kind of get the okay from the International Federation of American Football. So, you know, we can't just schedule a game against a German team, show up in Germany, or have Germany show up over here without some repercussions, you know, and the repercussions would be the governing body of the, you know, the International League would was fine or it would hurt some of the teams internationally. So from here on out, everything has to be, you know, kind of approved uh, through the International Federation of American Football for us to do anything, anything outside of, of the United States as far as playing games. And it's not a problem. It's just, you know, they're, they're, there's some now, there's some, they're putting some funding into all the uh, European and international leagues out there. So now they kind of have a little bit more say in things. So we, you know, we've kind of stepped back a little bit on that, and we've asked for approval for 2010. The plan for us still stays the same. We just, you know, we want to actually move back a little bit, take some some small steps and work our way towards doing something in 2010 um, with the international stuff. So our, our, there hasn't been, we removed the stuff from the website. We didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, rub anybody wrong as we're actually getting approvals on all this stuff. So that's still in the mix. And as far as our teams, you know, if our teams get approval and are able to play games internationally, then we would support them wholeheartedly. Um, uh, as far as playing IWFL teams or playing teams that are that are independent out there, that's not. I, I've never, you know, from the beginning, I've been open about that. I don't think that's a problem. Um, I, I, you know, I would love for our champion to play their champion at the very end. I would love for the powers that be out there to, you know, sanction it and govern it um, and and crown a true, uh, you know, a world champion and maybe even line us up that line that winner up to play the, the European champion or what have you. Um, not sure if that'll happen, and I'm not sure how the how the IWFL feels about uh, letting their teams play uh, our teams on open by dates. But I hope I hope that they would be open-minded about that. I would I would really, um, to me, I think it's it's good for football. And if a team if a team has an open date or for sure in their preseason or their postseason um, have the will to to want to play extra games and, and there's nobody in their area except for their division, which they're already going to play or they already have played, uh, versus some other IWFL teams around, I, I, I would hope that it would be a possibility because, again, you know, who does it benefit? It benefits the girls who get the opportunity to play. And, uh, yeah, it might bring a little bit of money into the host stadium and the team that's hosting it. So I think it's, um, you know, only good can come of that. I don't think that uh, people will jump ship and go to one league or the other just because somebody is, you know, beating is, is beating the, the WFA or the WFA is beating the IWFL, you know, what have you. So I'm, I'm open about that. That's fine with me. I I, uh, I encourage that as long as our teams, you know, just kind of be aware and know that they're free to go out and to do this because their, you know, their president is just put the stamp of approval on it. Now, if the IWFL doesn't agree to that, I would hope our owners, you know, don't push too hard and cause too many problems and force a team to play anyway. And then that, then that maybe that IWFL team has problems. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to try to do a good thing and then and then have a bad thing come of it. So, 
That's pretty much how, how I feel about that. Well, I think that well, I think if everybody gets their schedule, I mean, I I know you know I know Dion and 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 Anthony from from Vegas and from uh, California Link have some ideas and and always have some great ideas and some great marketing stuff and and so I don't know if they'll if they're going to move forward with with some of those ideas and pull something off. I think for the most part across the country, everyone's just kind of waiting for for the final schedule and to see kind of how how our schedule gets changed what have you you know um we now have to we now get pushed back to having our championship mid-august now if if some of our teams have problems uh, getting fields in mid-august having problems with um you know it kind of they're losing their coaches because that's also time for high school football to start and and, and use for Pop Warner to start and that kind of stuff, then we might have to bump our season up a few weeks early just so we don't finish so late. So mm-hmm. at this point, it's, it's probably not a good time to for any team to schedule anything um, just yet, you know, thinking that we're going to kick off, say, April 18th, and we might have to move the kickoff uh, a few weeks earlier. So for the most part, I think, um, uh, you know, everybody is, is thinking and considering stuff. We have Coach Evans uh, with the Tiger Cats up in New York. You know, he's, he's got the dome up there, and we want to have a kickoff classic up there. So essentially for two or three teams, um, there, there could be, there is an opportunity for preseason. That, again, they're just kind of waiting on the final date. They'd like to do it a few weeks in advance. And, of course, West Coast teams are invited to come all that way. My idea to save some cost is to have, and I haven't spoke with Dion or, or uh, Bryant or, or Coach Bartlett or anybody out there in Ventura or Marina, but I wouldn't mind having a, a kickoff classic in the West also. Um, you know, the bad thing about the West is compared to the East is there's just, you know, there's, there's just basically a set division. In the East, you can bring some other fresh, teams in there to play that don't have that much travel, you know, for somebody, the closest people to, to the West would be the Midwest or the, or, or the Texas division now in the WFA, and I think that would be, that'd be quite a big trip, you know, for, for the preseason, but, um, at, you know, as this, this week will go by, we will finish our, we'll finish our schedule, then we'll wait and see if the owners are okay with it, because of course, you know, the playoffs and and the semifinals, if, if that runs into into August, it's only going to affect the final four. So for the most part, it's not going to affect the whole league. But if it's a big concern, it's a big problem for our championship, then, then we might have to bump our season up a few weeks. And, and so, you know, to technically schedule a kickoff classic at this time or a preseason game at this time, I think, you know, we want to make sure it doesn't uh, conflict with, with the schedule. But I, I would say, every, you know, we're not going to kick off in March. It just might be a week or two early in April. So if our teams are listening out there at this time, if, if there's other teams that are listening and they'd like to look into playing some preseason games, I mean, feel free to, to contact each other and feel free to, you know, you can count on March being a, a safe month to, to play your preseason games because our – our season won't kick off until April. It's just not it's not 100% sure if it'll be the second or third week that we do kick off in April.
Now, do you think you're going to have any preseason games? Talking about preseason games, is any of the teams uh, in the league now considering maybe playing some preseason games before the season starts? Hey, uh, Meg or Sanchez, do you have anything for Jeff? Yeah, Jeff, how does it feel to be now um, going from, you know, one of the three main leagues going down to one of the two main leagues and being a part of that? Oh, geez, it feels awesome. You know, I I think, as you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a grounded guy, you know, and I don't, it's, it's not, it's, it's, for me personally, it, the gratifying part is, is, is how I can ma imagine how our teams feel. You know, how how those teams in, in the Central feel, how, you know, Indiana and, and, and Toledo felt, you know, when we started getting the new additions. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, our teams in the West, you know, from, from the beginning were, you know, were really, really interested in playing, uh, you know, playing, uh, having a strong playoff scenario and having a, you know, a two- or three-round playoff. So I'm, I'm stoked. You know, even though, like I said in the beginning, it's it's caused a lot more work for Lisa and myself, and actually more for Lisa because she's the technically the one really kind of ironing out the schedule. But it, it, it's great. It's a great feeling. I just, I just, I'm so confident that we're doing the right thing, and I believe this is all working out for a reason. And um, you know, I don't, I don't really. I don't feel anything great about there just being two leagues at this time because really I'm very – my involvement with the men tell me that there is always leagues every year and there's always new leagues every year. And I know it's a lot – it's very different with the women. And I know we can't – you know, we, we can't uh, – the IWFL and the WFA will never have a working relationship if there's six other leagues popping up. So I feel confident that, you know, now – that, that we're down to two main leagues, maybe we can form some type of working relationship um, to to make sure that there's no other uh, you know other little small entities popping up that dilutes us or, or cause problems in our areas. But I, I, it's a great feeling to know that we we've expanded you know to what we have and we've we've got we've let these teams come in to play football and we haven't shut down you know. We, we, we haven't shut down any any league and and, and, and to be honest with you um, all this work is worth it because I was really I was it, it made me angry that 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 the NWFA was going to, that it, on one hand it was a, it was hard for me because I liked the loyalty of the teams that stayed in, in the NWFA that that showed that showed loyalty that showed perseverance and, and the people who stood stood up to be the directors showed the love that they have for the game but after their schedule was produced you know it was going to be it was going to really kill the budget on a lot of the teams so I'm so happy for that reason that we were able to come together and, and make it more financially feasible for for the owners and for the women to play football in all honesty you know that that's what we want and that's that's the big that's the biggest reward for me it's not the fact that you know, I can tell everybody the first year I came on board, you know, we had more teams than anybody ever had. You know, to me, that's just not, it's just not my personality. You know, what I really want is, is to have the most involvement for the most affordable price and have the, as many girls in the country, you know, playing this sport and getting involved with this sport. And then myself, 
take that and, and try to collectively put that together with some of the other strong minds we have and, 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 and real bright people that we have and, and try to get us some, some corporate uh, sponsoring and some, some major companies to, to kind of put their stamp on us. And, and I just think it's just going to be, you know, every year we can climb the ladder, ladder to be the best, you know, the best thing out there. And there's a lot. A lot of things are happening for us. You know, there's a lot, there's some problems out there with the Arena Football League, which in return kind of gives open market up a little bit for some other people. And you know, I just think everything happens for a reason, and, and uh, it's going to be a great season. I feel I feel wonderful about the fact that we've grown over you know 35 teams, but I feel I'm even more stoked that our owners are, are going to be able to have a good Christmas and not. You know, not have to worry about um, you know how they're going to fulfill all the travel and, and the extra uh, burden that was put put on you know their budget because of the kind of dilution you know of the of, of the division. So it's awesome. I feel great about everything, um, but I, I'm even more stoked for our owners. I, I'm, I'm I'm just very happy for them. How about you, Sanchez? Do you have anything for Jeff? Yeah, um, first of all, uh, welcome to women's football. Um, second of all, with you guys being the quote-unquote new kids on the block in women's football, um, what do you, what, how, how, when you, when the season's over with and you can look back on the season, um, what are you looking for as far as your end of your first year? Um, what are you looking to accomplish? What are you looking to possibly, I know it's kind of hard because you had to play the season, but what are you looking to, to I guess, prove that what you put out there on the table as far as incentives, um, that it can be done? And do you even think in the future that uh, the two leagues can work something out and, um, not well, work something out to where it can be a workable uh, situation to where it can be a one um, unified league and or um, a uh, championship, quote unquote, and a real women's league championship. Well, let's 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 take the big question first, the last question. Um, I'm I'm completely open to to working together. I, I I don't I don't see. I think we're we 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 run the leagues for maybe for the same reason, but you know. One league is for profit. One league is not for profit. So I'm not sure how we could ever combine into one. I'm not sure how anybody would want to walk away from a from a great business. And and I could never agree to making women's football a business. So um, I'm not sure if, if there ever will be just one league. But I, I you know, I'm more than willing to to work on a collective uh, working agreement with each other, you know, to to basically not work against each other, we'll just leave it at that, and, and to possibly play to play a game uh, against each other. I think that, um, you know, there's certain ways that we can support each other instead of tear each other down, and I would be more than willing to do that. And I think we can take the prime example that, that everyone has talked about in the past, and I know there's a lot of the the younger players might, you know, weren't around during this time. But when the NFL and the, and the AFL, you know, before they merged, they played each other in championships. And I think that there's, and of course, you know, they, they're in a 
they w they needed to come together as far as TV and everything like that and all of the million-dollar owners and, and what have you. So we're different than that, but I think that we can take an example from that and we could actually um, still be two separate groups, still have two separate game plans, but yet be, you know, still be for women's football. And, um, you know, we can work together and then play an overall uh, world championship and support the team that, uh, that comes out of that to hopefully play somebody internationally. So I, I really I, I really would be open to that, and I, I put that out there on the radio saying that I would I would uh, I know maybe the words of partnership are a little bit harsh, that's why I haven't used, <laughs> used that. But you know, a working relationship I think is very possible. And you know, going to the to the first half of your question, I think this year, um, if it goes by the way that I that I know it'll go by, um, I think that we'll have a, a better opportunity for for uh, a working relationship with with the other league. And I would hope this year that we can understand as owners um, in the WFA that if we're willing, you know, if we're willing to work with each other and to be honest with each other and, and to really concentrate on our football teams and let and let the league concentrate on the league and, and what they believe is the betterment of the league, I think that we are we'll, we'll be successful um, just with that alone. Um, I, I think that all these owners in the past have been Honestly, I'll say this wholeheartedly, I really honestly believe that that it was some type of strategy in, in, in the other leagues, in the former leagues, to, to possibly maybe pit, pit these owners against each other instead of having a full-on working relationship. Um, you know, it, it, it's nonsense. You know, if you, have, if you have a team in your area and that team is going to be in your area, well, you might as you better form a working relationship because you know if not they're going to work against you and if there's a second league to play in then they're going to play in a second league so I would hope that we can show first off we're, we're going to produce everything that we promise and I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's ever happened with women's football when we cut our as a, and I'll take that quote from from uh, Phoenix Prowler's owner Bryant Sewell he said when you start passing out those travel checks you know, people are really going to start seeing that you, that you're, you know, you're serious about that. And so, you know, when we produce what we promise, I think it's going to really show that that we're serious about this. And then when we come back for a second year, and our prices stay the same, and there's no mysterious extra cost all of a sudden for office and all this extra above and beyond and, and nickels and dimes like has been in the past. I think that they're going to see, like, they're, they're also going to finally believe that everyone out there will see that, that the league itself means what it says, and we're about what we say, and we're going to, and we're going to move forward and, and be the best. Um, at that time, we we're already a success. It does not matter if we consume um, or, or, or have a partnership with, with anybody else. It, it matters. Our success really matters on our teams being able to financially come back and play in the league again the following year, have the will, have the non-gray hair or the hair not falling out or the ulcers, you know what I mean, that, have all, that is always caused by the stress of, of not having enough money and having to scrape up money for the playoffs. You know, if we 
can can take care of everybody. And there's all the sad thing is that there's always you know there's always going to be a loser, and there's only going to be one winner at the end. But I think everyone, if they can really end this season with a good taste in their mouth and feel that they weren't you know taken to the cleaners and they weren't asked for above and beyond what they were told in the beginning, and, and all our games were played, I think that that'll that'll spark the growth of our league, and, and not only will all of our current teams come back, we'll have more teams to be involved. And so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to really getting to, into the playoffs and, and giving these teams what was promised, producing what we promised for a championship, and really letting them see that, that the way that I was in July is, is the way that I am now in December, and it's the way that I will be in, in late July, early August uh, at our championship. You know, I'm always going to be here for for our owners. Um, I'm, I'm an owner myself. You know, in, in the men's, men's game. Um, so basically, I I feel every everything that we do is based on an owner's point of view. So. To me, the success of our league is based on the success of our owners, and I think that our our system is going to make that possible. And you know, if everyone works together and realizes that collectively, you know, we, we're unstoppable, um, then we should, you know, we should be above and beyond where where we thought we'd be in our first year. So, and then when that happens, I believe everything else will just kind of fall into place, and. Um, at that point, we can be trusted by by the other team and the other leagues or whatever have you that's out there, and and start the process of uh, of doing what's best for football. I, I can tell you this right now: whatever is best for our owners and whatever is best for women's football is is the direction we're going to take. We're not gonna, we're not looking for an avenue to uh, you know to make this a business. Uh, nobody's quitting their day job. This is you know, this is this is for our owners to be successful, and for them to also, in return, because we have, I believe, we have these these type of owners all the way across the board, all the way, even our even our owners that want to be successful, and they want this to be uh, their business in the future, they still realize that they have to relieve the pressure, the financial pressure off off the girls that play this game, and so. With that goal in mind, you know, I think that we're going to be we're going to be very successful, and, and this thing is just going to continue to grow. Sounds great, Jeff. Hey, uh, do you have any final closing questions that you want to put out there to people? Well, I would like to tell I would like to just say that uh, that you're that you, all the girls that are working there on on, uh, on the women's football talk are doing a great job, and I would like to tell everyone that's listening out there. Uh, that you know the WFA is, is going to. This is something new. We haven't actually been told uh, told all of our owners. It's going to be uh, kind of since we had you know we have a whole new half of the league now that everything is kind of slowed. But you know we would like to start um, podcasting, simulcasting our games. And there's some information that's going to come out where. You know, we have an opportunity with you to, to start having our games uh, put on the radio. And so, you know, friends and family that are living in different areas will be able to, to come to your, to your websites and be able to listen to the games that, that are, uh, you know, 
that they can click on and listen to during the week if they can't make the games. And I really think that this is going to be something to grow the sport. And I know um, I, I just want to, you know, I just I can't thank you enough for everything you do. Um, it's just it's meaningful for you know for all the girls that, that play to have a a group out there that is, is so willing to cover everything and and spend their free time and it's just awesome you know I just I, I'm not sure if, if everybody realizes that there's uh, you know you're you're we're almost like two peas in a pod here because you know we want the best for football and we do it and we spend our, our extra time for the betterment of football and so I just want to make sure that, that you guys are recognized for the great stuff that you're doing and you know I don't want to take so much credit for me, you know, my wife and I coming on board and helping, helping women's football this year. I think you've been helping women's football for a while, and I think together, um, together it's going to be awesome because we're going to be able to give the women some more expo- exposure by having their games, um, you know, being able to be podcasted and, and maybe hopefully simulcasted with some video and stuff. And it's just, it's just really going to be great. I think it's a great time to play women's football. And I just cannot, I, I really would actually like to just close my eyes and let a year go by and just, you know what I mean, just really start thinking all these ideas and getting everything going that we've been talking about. I can, I can hardly wait. So I just want to thank you for everything you're doing. It's, it's, a, it's been a blessing. I know it's been a long time since, since I've been on the show, even though we've talked. Um, but, you know, it's just, that's the way things worked out. It's just kind of taken such a long time and... I kept saying, okay, well, I'll come on and <laughs> final, and then, no, it's not final, and then, you know, okay, well, the Central, they'll be playing in the Northeast, and no, now we might have a Central. So I just didn't want to come out there and have a million different ideas and then, you know, have changes. And, you know, there's, to me, there's a lot of, a lot of people are waiting for us to fail. So I, I don't ever want to say anything a little bit too early or announce anything before it's, you know, you know how we got—we had a little problem with the West Virginia deal and all that kind of stuff. So it, it just has taken a while to get to this point. But I, I'm just very—I'm very grateful for for the support and uh, you know the, the media outlet that you have for the women is just wonderful. So you need to be commended for for what you're doing, and it actually makes it makes what we're doing easier. It really does. So. And well, we want to thank you too for you know we we built a good relationship and. You know, when Nancy and I did come out and meet you guys in Fresno for lunch and we talked about, you know, broadcasting your games and uh, put more of that information out there. And as, as we finalize things with you and Lisa, uh, you know, we sent some things to the owners for them to, you know, get some things going on. And But we want to thank you as well, you know, and for, for coming on to the show and uh, for letting us know what's going on with your league and, and trusting us enough to let us know ahead of time before things happen. I just want to thank you and Lisa for that. Yeah, it's 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 just been it's been a blessing and I just I just it's, it's, I have I really have met a lot of good people and you know it's just it's, it's really nice. It's nice to, to, to meet to be able to be around some other people that are uh, you know, we have something huge in common. I mean it's it's not it's not a wonder why we got along so well before we met. It's not a wonder why we get along now and why we had four hour lunch together and and there wasn't a one second of silence you know it's because our hearts are are uh you know in football and 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 
maybe my heart wasn't originally, you know, into women's football, but it was for men's football, and that just makes me, that makes my heart full of joy to, to help football, whether it's men or women, and, you know, I know you feel the same way about the sport, and you love to play the sport, and so, you know, it's, it's, no, wonder, it's no wonder that we get along. I think our working relationship is just going to grow, but, uh, you know, it, it just gonna, it's just really huge. I mean, the men, you know, there's 875 men's teams, 67 leagues, and they don't have this. They don't have they don't have somebody who 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 loves the sport so much that they're willing to do this. You know, so it's really it's a huge thing. It's a big deal, and and I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready to. You know, of course, we have to. We've been so busy about everything. We have to finalize one thing before we can finalize another. But I can I can tell everybody listening that uh, you know this will be our official media outlet. Um, you'll be the first one to know and, and, and put put our information out there when we have uh, big announcements, when we're able to to get to get our games podcasted or simulcasted or videos or what have you. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's just awesome. It's awesome to have that for for the women, and it's just a great thing. And I'm I'm grateful for you know for us to have cross paths, and 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 you know you've helped us a lot in this whole thing. It's really kind of you know, to have your stamp of approval, I think, or, you know, saying that we are what we are. And, and I think a lot of other people out there can actually, you know, it would be hard to believe me saying that I'm one way. But I think with your collective experience and, and you know, your non-biased reporting about everything, I think they know when you say that, you know, this guy's serious, he's about football, I think they believe you, and, and, that's, and that's really... That's really helped us a lot because it's just, you know, it, it, we were new. We were the new kids on the block. It doesn't matter how much experience I've had with, with men's football. This was the first, you know, the first time with the women. And, and as much as I can say, you know, men, you know, men, football is football. It, it's just I'm a different guy coming into a, a different group. And so it was, it was really, you know, it was really good to get, kind of a stamp of approval from, from your group because it, I think I really do think it helped. It helped people, it helped owners, especially some of the female owners, to, to really take a step back and to listen to or to research, you know, what was being said or not being said and, and to make their own collective decisions on things. And, and so, it, you know, you've really helped us a lot. So uh, thank you one more time. It's been wonderful. And it's going to be... This is going to be something that's just huge for women's football. I mean, for, for, to have more involvement across the board is going to be great. To have more teams in the future across the board and have a bigger playoff is going to be great. All the rewards for the teams that are in the playoffs and the championships are going to be great. But every week, to have games on the Internet and for, for family and relatives living in different areas to be able to go and click on your website and to watch their granddaughters or their daughters or, or possibly maybe even their wives in some other areas or whatever, you know, I think that that's just, that's huge for the sport and it, it's just gonna it's gonna make it grow even more so, you know. And, and I know uh, Lisa's listening, so tell Lisa the next time she's gonna come on on too. <laughs> put, put, put her on the spot. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, she's actually in the living room and then she's listening on the on the laptop and She's probably writing down everything that I did wrong and going to correct. <laughs> uh, 
you didn't do anything wrong, Jeff. But again, we want to thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on the show and uh, to wish you happy holidays this season. Merry Christmas. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk before the year's up. Right, right, yeah. Just at any time, feel free to call us. And, and, I, and I would like to wish you and everyone with, uh, with your agency and your group Merry, Merry Christmas and your family and, and friends and everybody who's listening. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And for the WFA owners, this is, you know, I think the New Year's resolution for all of our teams should be is uh, seeing the championship and, and uh, what ring size do we need. You know, everyone should be fighting to get that ring this year and this upcoming year in 2009. So I want to wish everyone uh, a Merry Christmas and best of luck at, at, for the race for the uh, WFA championship. Great. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. You have a good night now. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. For those listening, that was Jeff King, president of the Women's Football Alliance. Their season is uh, to kick off April 2009. You can check out their website at womensfootballalliance.com. We are back. I hope you enjoyed that clip. Uh, there are actually a few others out there that we did. I think we did total of three interviews with Jeff King. So if you want to go back to womensfootballtalk.com and put in Jeff King, and you'll be able to find those interviews. So don't forget, tomorrow night is the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. We actually had the pilot last Monday, or excuse me, last Tuesday. Uh, he will be on the air 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tomorrow he'll be going more into the championship games of the USWFL. So be sure to tune in tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on jchawks.com. So I want to thank you all for listening. And next week, Nate Lewis will be on the show. Also, I am trying to get uh, a company out to talk about more on equipment. I'm specifically interested in the helmet and uh, shoulder pads. So uh, tune in next week, Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Happy Monday, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.